Okay, it's Van View. I'm out here, live from 70 East. I just got through Amish Town in Ohio. I call it Amish Town. <coughs> okay, I didn't mean to sneeze like that, but I'm gonna edit that out. Anyway, I was in Amish Town. I just got through Zanesville, stopped at Zanesville, set up the show. Let's go. Hey man, I know this this background be crazy because I'm on the highway. But I will get it. I will uh figure that out too. Or by the time I edit this uh episode, you won't even hear it. Anyway, my trip to Columbus was good against the advice of my mom who say I should just stay home, hang out with your family, run at home, run 13 miles at home, and you don't have to worry about driving in the snow or the ice, you can stay safe. I was like, nah man, I wanna run a mar- I wanna run a half marathon and I wanna see Zach. I wanna see my friend Zach. And that's exactly what I'd end up doing. Now sure I would have loved to be there yesterday for the little scholarship dinner with my cousin and my mom and have some good food, some good free food, and I probably would have saved a bunch of money. Sure, that would have been great, but I wanted to do this more. So that's pretty much the theme in my life. You know what I'm saying? I should, I went with that, right? I went with that. And just like the half marathon, it's 19 degrees, the wind is blowing, frostbite is a threat. Everything said I shouldn't be doing this run yesterday. And what happened? I went and did it anyway. And yeah, sure, I ran 10 minutes slower than my last half marathon. But I finished, and you know what I'm saying? I, I kept my hands, I kept blood flowing in my hands enough for me to get through the race oh i was one of the last people to finish but the point is i did it though and i'm just fine and um i'm heading back to uh columbus not columbus but i'm heading back to dc and god willing i'm gonna make it there safely and all this worrying much to do about nothing but i understand why people worry but it's just a life lesson it's a life lesson it's you know if you want to go do something just do it if people gonna people gonna like try to hold you back people gonna tell you i guess what's wrong with what you're doing because of their experiences and their fears and whatever they went through but you gotta have that confidence you gotta have that will to make whatever you want to happen happen and you know i gotta do that in other areas of my life too like my job and other things i want to do or even madden you know i can't let i can't tell myself oh these guys are too good i can't beat them i won't i won't ever win in this league i should quit no i need to just keep working and then i'll eventually beat those guys or you know i want to start 
I want to build up GOAT level. Everyone's saying, oh, you shouldn't quit your job. You should have another job lined up. You should, I mean, you should maybe go back to school. You know, new businesses don't work. You don't know what you're doing. Yada, yada, yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff is cool. You might be right. But if I really want to do it, I'll find a way. And that's and that's what happened with this marathon and this whole trip. I don't know why my uh, mobile charger isn't working, but whatever. I'm gonna make it do what it do. But you know, I'll eventually get to the sports. Hey, I gotta thank Zach and his family for the support during the run and letting me stay with them once again. They're really nice folks, and Zach's cat is hilarious. Even though every time I try to pet him, he meows, so I just don't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's he's either I think he's afraid of me, and I'm a little afraid of him. So it's a weird relationship me and his cat got. But whatever. Um, let's get to the sports. So we got the AFC and NFC championship. Okay. So first was the Chiefs and Titans. So before all that, I did my little 13.1. Cool. Came home, showered, played Madden. Then me and Zach went to Roosters. Sat down, we watched this game, and uh, it was Chiefs-Titans, right? What the hell? Is this still recording? Okay. It was Chiefs and Titans. So, once again, Chiefs got off to a slow start. Three and outs, Kelsey dropping the ball, them not making any stops on defense, Derrick Henry doing what he wants. I was like, oh, it's another slow start. The Titans are playing better than the Texans were coming in. So I'm like, if they have a slow start against the Titans, they're going to lose. All of a sudden, I think they made it 10-7. All right, game on. Titans score again, 17-7. I was like, all right, the Chiefs better stop playing. Chiefs better stop playing or they're going to choke again. And then, I think Patrick Mahomes, I think that was the play. That was the touchdown when Patrick Mahomes ran in and got the, and they got 14. It may have been the one, the go-ahead touchdown. But basically, man, the Chiefs did what they always do, and they scored 28 unanswered points. You had that that throw to Hill. You had, I mean, you had the, the little run by Patrick Mahomes where he escaped outside the pocket, tight broke the sideline, juke the defender, and then he ran through another two tackles. I'm like, yo, man, this kid... I was like, I felt that. I was like, that was determination. I loved it. I loved it. That was determination. He was determined to get in the end zone. And he was hyped. I was like, I would run through a wall for someone like that. He was killing it. And you know what I'm saying? It's just too... The game ended up turning out exactly how I expected it to turn out. I was like... They're not gonna stop Derrick Henry. They're gonna slow him down. That's what they did. After the first quarter or so, he barely did anything. 
and then once they got down 11, they took them out the game. And then what I noticed is um, once they started putting the ball in the air, they were done because Tannehill holds on to the ball too long and the Chiefs pass rush was getting there. They were getting there and they were giving him all types of problems. And when the pass rush got to Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes got out of the pocket and he was escaping. So, I mean, it was just, it was just crazy. It was insane. Like, the pressure put on Tannehill was definitely the difference in the game. They definitely, they couldn't do anything with that pressure at all. At all, the guy, the guy was running for his life. He was throwing the ball away a lot. You know why? Because they had to, they had to quit running the ball. They couldn't run the ball anymore. They were down three scores. Like, or was it two scores? I think they were down two scores. They were down like two scores. Like they had to start throwing the ball. And they couldn't block number 92, whatever his name is. They couldn't block Frank Clark. They couldn't block any of them guys. Like, they had a lot of trouble. And that's a good offensive line. But, I mean, when your quarterback's sitting there too long and he can't really, and no one's getting open, and he can't run, he can't really run, I mean, come on. And, you know, their field position wasn't as good. See, last week they had field position. They ran the ball for like 180 yards. They didn't really need to pass the ball. They didn't have to drop back. The Ravens' pass rush was irrelevant because they kept. They had to look out for the run. They had. They were run stoppers. They had to be run stoppers, and they weren't stopping a thing. So the Chiefs was able to pin their ears back, and they were able to really get to Ryan Tannehill. And that, and that, like I said, that was the difference. So, we'll see if they can do that next week. Now, on the other hand, you got the 49ers and the Packers, and it kind of looked like the first game. It was looking like the first game when the Packers lost to the San Francisco 49ers 37-8 because Packers offense couldn't do anything against that defense. They were completely shut down. And the 49ers did whatever they wanted on offense. And sure enough, the exact same thing was happening in the first half. And Rodgers had three turnovers. And, you know, including the fumble, when he had that, as you should, as you may know, I don't like Green Bay. That's mostly because of my friend, because she's annoying about them. But I don't like Green Bay, whatever. So I was happy about all this. So he threw a pick. He threw another pick. And then the fumble snap. Now, the fumble snap had me dying laughing. Because I was like, oh, my God, this is a dumpster fire. Like, this, I love this. This cannot get any worse for them. It can't get any better for me. See, my friend Zach, he wanted the Packers to win. Because he wanted to see Rodgers and Mahomes duel. No, I don't want to see because then they're going to start talking about both of them being better than Brady. They're going to start saying this is like Elway versus Marino or some 
dumb stuff like that. I wasn't trying to hear the storylines. Even though Packers Chiefs rematch because Patrick Mahomes didn't play the first time they played the Packers, that, that would have been cool. But no, I didn't want to see no Packers and Chiefs. Anyway, when Aaron Rodgers fumbled the ball, which I thought it was because Aaron Rodgers didn't catch the snap. I wasn't thinking about the center snapping into his own butt. So I wasn't thinking about that. That that probably is what happened. It's debatable. Regardless, it shouldn't have happened. Because they've been under center. They go under center like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand times a season. They get all these snaps, they get all these reps. It shouldn't happen in the playoffs like that. It should be automatic. You shouldn't have to worry about that. But it happened. And the 49ers recovered. And they capitalized. Thank God. Um, an underrated turning point of this game was Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman getting hurt, which means Mozart, Mozart, he had to be in the game. Like, they had to put him in the game. So, what I was telling Zach was, I was telling him that the 49ers have a lot of depth at running backs. We're talking about Breda. He's on the bench. I don't know what happened. So, Tevin Coleman starts, and then you have Mozart, and you have Breda backing them up, backing him up. So, I was like, all three of them have gotten significant snaps and I was like the only reason I know who Mozart is is because of fantasy he got in the game and he provided the spark they needed and they could not stop him they could not stop him at all they could not stop him whatsoever and I loved every minute of it I loved every minute of it they could not stop him. He had 20 yards. It reminded me, honestly, it reminded me of when I was playing Madden and I made this playoff run, rushing for 200 yards in both the, the divisional game and the conference championship. It, remi it reminded me of that. How I didn't have Jay Ajayi and I didn't have uh, whoever else I had. I didn't have Darren Sproles and I started Corey Clement and I got 200 yards in the divisional round and he got hurt and I had Miles Sanders and I got another 200 yards with him. It kind of reminded me of that. So, they won, thank God. Aaron Rodgers, I give him credit, he didn't, he didn't back down. You know, that kind of reminded me of Madden too because when I get down like that, that's when I start turning up in the passing game because then I start reading your defenses and I kind of know the holes in every defense. So then I start picking you apart. But then it's always too little too late because I'm down by so much. That's pretty much Aaron Rodgers right there. Like he was he was making some picture perfect classic Aaron Rodgers throws. But it didn't matter at the end of the day because they couldn't make any key plays. They couldn't cap they couldn't keep it going. You know what I'm saying? When they got down 20 to 34, they they couldn't make the stop to keep them out of the red zone and keep them from getting a field goal. And then 
Aaron Rodgers, uh, he threw a pick. He, Aaron Rodgers, like, once he got down 17, he just started throwing it up. He just started throwing it up. And credit to Richard Sherman, he got burnt on a touchdown against Devontae Adams. And he came back. Aaron Rodgers tried to throw deep again, and this time he had position, and he picked it off. That's when we got, don't you ever talk about me, Richard Sherman. Don't you ever talk about me. <laughs> Man, don't you ever talk about me. Well, it wasn't, he didn't talk about Crabtree this time. This time, it was Revis. But I'll talk about that after soon in a little bit, but it's 49ers and Chiefs, 49ers and Chiefs, um, off the top, I got the Chiefs, I had the Chiefs winning, without doing any like deep studying or anything, just based off what I saw yesterday, I got the Chiefs winning, because it looks like the 49ers, like the Titans, are at their best when they're running the ball. And I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to run for 200 yards on the Chiefs. You, I mean, if they were able to do that, I don't think the Chiefs would be there because that means they would have gave up that much to Derrick Henry. If they could stop Derrick Henry, they could stop Mozart. Like, I know Mozart is a different back than Derrick Henry, and he's a lot more quicker. He's a lot quicker. He's a lot shiftier, shiftier, and he has more burst going through the hole. But I don't think he's gonna do. He's not gonna do that same thing against the Chiefs. I'm sorry. And then the Chiefs pass rush. It may be slight, may not be as good as the 49ers, but they got a pass rush that will get to Jimmy G. And that will ultimately be the difference once they shut down Mozart. But if that pass rush does not get there, they might be in trouble because their back end is shaky. So their back end is shaky. It's been shaky all year. We'll see. We'll see. You know, that Chiefs defense is beatable. But at the end of the day, they'll bend but don't break enough to win this game. And I think, I think it's gonna be fireworks. I think I, I think it's gonna be like 35-31. I got 35-31 Chiefs. That's my preliminary prediction. It's gonna be fireworks. But at the end of the day, that's too much. Uh, this, the offense, Chiefs offense, just too much. Just too much. Sure, the 49ers have a crazy pass rush. They have a nice secondary. They just got too many weapons, too many ways to hurt you. And they have a pass rush that will ultimately win them the game. Will ultimately win them the game down the stretch. So I got Chiefs 35-31. But we'll see, man. I'm expecting a good game. Now, the Super Bowl is on my bucket list. Going to the Miami Super Bowl is in my bucket list, but it doesn't look like I'm going. 
it looks like and it doesn't look like I'm watching the Super Bowl with my family. I think what I'm gonna end up doing is I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna hang out with my Green Bay Packer friend and I'm gonna give her some more grief about the Packers losing. We'll talk, we'll catch up. Uh, I wanna take I wanna take her to milk and honey, but we might end up in the city and probably going to boardwalk room. Whatever. I don't know what we're gonna do. I'd rather take her to milk and honey because I wanna go there and get some get some food for the Super Bowl. But whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, I can still do that. Like I can uh pick up that food and take it to the house. And then uh, I can eat it when the game starts. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. You know, I, it looks like I'm snubbing Miami. It looks like I'm snubbing South Carolina with my family. And it looks like I'm going to stay home. Which, I mean, it's all good. It's all good. Super Bowl Sunday, baby. Get ready. So, at the end of the day, the most hilarious thing about that whole NFC Championship was the Revis versus Sherman rivalry getting reunited, getting reignited. What the hell? Dog, they were arguing on Twitter about four or five years ago. They arguing on Twitter again because either Revis or Sherman says something about being the best corner or they, uh, talk shit about the other corner and then the other guy responds and then Sherman caught wind of this and he got on Twitter and he blasted Revis and here we go again with those two every time them two argue is always entertaining you know uh Revis main argument was Richard Sherman has never been that good. He's always been a cover three corner. He can't guard man to man. A lot of people say that. He's saying what everybody else be saying. But that's what critics of Richard Sherman say. I'm a fan of Richard Sherman, and I say he can do whatever he wants. He may not be the best corner in the league, but he's up there. He's back up there. And when you look at what he's been through these past few years with the Achilles injury and stuff the, for him to get back to this point is just incredible you can't hate you gotta love it so and then Sherman's argument is you're washed you're watching from the couch and your last few years wasn't good and once again that's what haters of the Rail Reavers said haters or not haters, but critics of the Rail Revis pretty much say the same thing. You're washed. You only won one Super Bowl. Your last few years, you were trash. Sherman was saying the exact same thing. And my thing is, I mean, Richard Sherman, Revis, honestly, I think it's even. I don't. I can't. I can't choose. When they first had this argument, of course, I said Sherman. And it was true, he was better at the time. But if you look at their careers to uh, totally, they're about even. They're about even. I'd love to have both of them on my team. Whenever you build like a super Madden team or something, 
you have those two at corner. And it's shut down. It's a wrap. So, those two, I love when them two go at it. I just love it. Don't you ever talk about me, Sherman. It's back. And this time, he got on the rail Reavers. He told him about his life. He got him. He got him all the way together. So, I, I, I want to see how that goes. How that turns out. I mean, I, I think this will blow over in a few days. Or it might get reunited, reignited in the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Other things that happened this weekend. Carolina lost again. Like, are they even going to make the NIT? But, I will say this though. You better watch out for them in the ACC tournament. Because... They might get Cole Anthony back, and they could make a run. All it takes is to have a hot weekend. All you got to do is have a hot weekend, a good four games, and you're in the tournament, and you're in business. That's what happened. That's what happened with NC State in 83 when they lost, uh, I think his name, Wittenberg. I should know his name. He went to the map, though. But anyway, I think his name Wittenberg. They lost him. He was hurt. He was out for a while. They lost a bunch of games. They were a low seed in the ACC tournament. They won the first game. They beat Jordan. They beat Ralph Sampson to get into the tournament. Well, I don't think they had to beat Ralph Sampson, but they got to the finals and they made the championship. So they had to do all of that just to get in the tournament. And then in the tournament, they made a run and they won it all. I'm telling you right now, this North Carolina team could definitely do that. Because I'm looking at the ACC. Duke is beatable. Louisville is beatable. Even Florida State is beatable. Now, these are very well-coached teams. But Roy Williams is a great coach as well. And don't forget, this team was really good before the Michigan game. So, if they get Cole Anthony back, which they just might, I'm telling you right now, this team can make an improbable run in the ACC tournament because at this point, that's where they're going to need to get in. They're either going to need an improbable ACC tournament run or they're going to have to beat Duke twice. Or they're going to have to win. They're going to have to beat Florida State, Duke, and Louisville. Or they're going to have to beat Duke twice to get into the tournament. All of that is very possible. But I'm telling you right now, UNC might be garbage this year, but I'm telling you right now, if they get Cole Anthony back, and they get and they figure things out they can make a run in the tournament and don't say i didn't tell you so that's more time than i thought i was going to spend on north carolina what about the big 10 nobody winning on the road merlin's undefeated at home they don't beat anybody on the road i think they've lost all their big 10 games on the road so 
I don't think Merlin's overrated. Actually, I think when they get in the tournament, they're in trouble. They just, a sign of hope is they just won a game with Anthony Cowan playing like crap. So, I, they're going to be fine. I think they'll be fine. I hope they do get it together. Uh, it looks like Ohio State's overrated. But at the end of the day, it's all said and done. You're going to have Michigan. You're going to have Michigan State. You're going to have Maryland. You're going to have Purdue. They're all going to be there. And the Big Ten tournament is going to be crazy. I can't wait. Even Penn State. Even Penn State going to be nice. So that's going to be a good time. Um, so... Oh, you won again in basketball. Uh, I, the women lost. But we discovered that they beat the hell out of West Virginia at West Virginia. That's pretty impressive. Um, but it doesn't matter. They lost TCU. They got spanked at home. No, they were at TCU. But nevertheless, they got spanked. So... They look like a bubble team once again. And if they make the tournament, they got to go to someone else's gym. And I'm expecting them to get their butts whooped at said gym. So, we'll see. Maybe I'll get to watch them this year. But from what I've seen so far from the OU women, from the little bit I've seen, they look like a bubble team. This is what it is. And the men, the men look like they're going to be in, but they're going to be an eighth or ninth seed again. Which means they may or may not beat the mediocre team they play against. And then they'll play a Duke. They'll play a, a Gonzaga and they'll lose. That's where the men are headed. They look like they look like a tournament team. But they look like a mediocre tournament team. Which means They'll lose in the second round. However, they got a bunch of shooters like Brady Manning and Austin Reeves and uh, Tavion Harmon. They got all those guys that can shoot. And I'm telling you right now, those guys get hot. They might be able to upset somebody in the tournament. So that's the only hope I have for OU doing anything in the tournament is that Manic and Reeves go absolutely bonkers and that Tavion Harmon absolutely shreds defenses with his quickness and shooting that's what I'm hoping that's the only way they'll do anything in the Big 12 and in the NCAA tournament if they can shoot like they did against TCU yesterday they'll be fine they might make the they might make the Sweet 16, but I don't think they make it in past Sweet 16. Now I could be wrong because in the tournament, if you get hot, you're going very far. I even saw that in my social league team, where a team had to win three straight games on the same night to win the title, and they did exactly that. Cause you know why? Cause of they cause they got better every game and they kept shooting the lights out. That's what could happen in the NCAA tournament. And it even happened with OU. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, I'm down for it. I can't wait. I can't wait. 
I uh, can't wait to see how this basketball season turns out. Now, Columbus Blue Jackets, they played two games. I was, I didn't want to pay for a ticket either night. I could have, but I decided to save money. Maybe it was a good choice. Columbus won 5-0 against the Devils. The Devils look awful. I was like, this is the team that beat the Capitals 5-1 at Capital One? We'll preface that by saying that the Capitals beat the Devils the very next week by 5-2. And Obi had a hat trick. But I'm like, this team? This team beat the Bruins and the Capitals on back-to-back nights? Really? They looked awful. They looked like a college team playing a pro team. Columbus got them out of there, and then Columbus, they had, I knew they were going to have a tougher game against the Rangers the next day, and credit to them, they came out, and they fought, they were down 1-0, and then they did what they had to do to win. So I'll give them credit for that. They had two more wins, and they are leading the wild card, which means they're leading the wild card, which means they will play against Boston, Boston Bruins, if the playoffs started today, Capitals versus Columbus could very well happen in the playoffs. And it won't be an easy series. I think it'll go seven. And which means game seven will be back in DC and I'll be there. We'll see, I'm thinking ahead. I'm Nostradamus today. But I like what I saw from Columbus. They're definitely a team that needs to be reckoned with, even though Ovi is killing it. I mean, he's getting older, but it seems like he ages like wine. He just scored five games in two games. He scored, he scored five goals in two games against the Devils and the Islanders. And then the Islanders, they were down 4-1, and they scored four goals in the last period. Like, this Capitals team is for real. And the way things are going right now, I won't be surprised that if it's the Capitals, the Bruins, the Penguins, and Columbus. One of those four is going to win the East. One of those four is going to win the East. That's on everything. And I hope it's the Capitals. Because I'd love another Stanley Cup. Because we had so much fun the last time. Man, whatever. I'm excited about sports, the way it's going right now and the way things are heading. I'm excited about the Super Bowl, even though I'm not going to Miami, I'm not going to South Carolina, but I'm gonna stay home. I know, I know that kind of contradicts my rant about if you wanna really wanna do something, you gotta make it happen, no matter what criticism or what doubters say or what, despite the worries, despite the fear, despite what, despite people trying to stop you from doing the thing you wanna do. But I, I just don't, I just, I, I just think it's better for me to stay home and watch it and hang out with me and catch up with my friend from Wisconsin. 
I think that's a lot better, Dave. Don't worry. I'll catch up with my family before the year is over. My dad's side family, you know, I'll hang out with my dad soon. I'll hang out with mom and soon. I'll hang out with all those guys soon. It'll come a time. I'll have my time for them because I love them and I want to hang out with them. I want to catch up with them. It's just, it just hasn't worked out these last few months. But I really love them. I, I really do. I, you know, I just gotta, I just gotta talk to them more. And like God said, true love casts out fear. So maybe I should just stop being afraid to talk to them and uh, catch up with them and just be there for them. But for now, no, I'm, I'm fading South Carolina with my family and I'm fading Miami where I would have spent a lot of money and possibly gotten to some trouble before the, before the game even started. Whatever I was gonna do in Miami, I probably should just save my money and do in New Orleans and Jamaica. So, yeah, we'll see though. So once again, I'm on Highway 70, about to go back home, back to DC. So I'm about to be out. This is probably the longest show I've ever done. But, but, shout out to Zach once again. I'll see him in April, most likely, or in March for the NCAA tournament. Shout out to Zach, shout out to, shout out to Chris, shout out to Ben, uh, shout out to, uh, shout out to my girl, Adrian, goddess of beer and tacos, or as I call her, goddess of beer, tits, and tacos. Uh, shout out to Jamie's for OU. Both of those ladies tweet like hell. They're, they should be in the Twitter Hall of Fame. Shout out to S. Bailey. Shout out to William, New Jersey, Boomer Sooner. Um, shout out to all Eagles fans. Shout out to all Sooners fans. Man, shout out to Zach's parents for supporting me once again. I just love it, man. Hopefully, I can go this podcast. Hopefully. Oh, and shout out to Emily. It looks like we, we had a moment yesterday after I talked a bunch of crap about her Packers. Um, shout out to all these folks, man. Now, I'm trying to grow this podcast. So, so if you're listening, share with whoever you think would want to listen to this. Share it on your Twitter pages, Facebook pages, whatever. Uh, just do that. I, I don't ask for much, but if you could do that, that's that's cool. So with that being said, I'm out. And hopefully I get home safe. So I'm out. Peace. Oh, no intro and outro. No outro. <laughs> no outro, dog.